Welcome to the Redeeming the Dirt podcast. This is Noah Sanders. So glad that you could be with us this week. Just had a wonderful weekend with the family, doing work around the house and enjoying our Labor Day. Had a good meeting with uh, all my siblings and getting updates and prayer requests from them. Just so grateful for the family God's given me and just for uh, just the, the blessing of being able to follow Christ and be part of his body. Just uh, excited today to be able to share some about the what I would call the secret to surviving times of trouble. We're in a series of podcasts that I'm trying to do on kind of what our response should be as Christians in agriculture to the changing times we live in with the coronavirus crisis and different you know, unrest and um, all the different things that we're facing here in 2020 and also what we should be doing to prepare for times ahead. And this week, we some of the episodes that I want to talk about, we want to talk about uh, real practical steps, sharing about things that my family and I have been doing and ways we've been approaching it. Last week, we listened to uh, some thoughts from Joel Salatin and talking about the need to decrease our dependency on uh, failing systems that um, have been shown to be uh, kind of shaky and uh, not always dependable, like our industrial food systems and just the the way that we have dependency on things that are completely outside of our control and bringing that uh, locally where we can produce more things for ourselves and for our communities and how that will allow us to be able to to uh, to serve each other and to be more resilient. So we want to talk about some of those things, but I think it's important to start with a really good foundation. And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this short episode today is the 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 foundation that we need to have as we think and we approach these think about and approach these practical things in the future whether we're talking about water or food or seed saving or um, energy or whatever that may be that we're talking about we've got to start with the right foundation and the right heart and as christians our foundation has to be jesus christ in 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says no one can lay any other foundation than that that's already been laid, which is Jesus Christ. If we're not building on the foundation of Jesus, then whatever we build, whatever we do is not going to last. It's not going to be something that endures or something that's worth doing at the end of the day. And you can have the most beautiful farm or homestead or uh, you can be really skilled in all these different things, but if you don't have the motive of doing it for Jesus and doing it with Jesus, then at the end of the day, what have we accomplished? You know, you can gain the whole world but lose your soul. Uh, if if you're doing things but it's in your own strength and not doing it for Christ um, and with His heart, then ultimately we're wasting our time. So when I when we talk about building on the foundation of Jesus, the way I like to look about it look at it is that we want to build on his heart, his humility, his unselfishness, and his faithfulness. And really this it's kind of summed up in Christ's heart uh, 
for the poor, for the last, the least, the lost, which is really the heart of the gospel, that he came to earth for the um, the broken, for those of, because of our separation from God, because of our rebellion. Uh, we all have broken brokenness and um, that broken relationships and the poverty, both in our um, you know, spiritually, in our um, identity, in our relationships with other people, in our relationship with its creation. Uh, it just causes all sorts of poverty and uh, destruction. And so the, the message of the gospel really is that Jesus came to offer uh, healing in those areas and to, um, to bring abundance back into those areas through his heart, through the changing power of the Holy Spirit in giving us hearts of love rather than hearts of fear and um, hearts of faithfulness instead of unfaithfulness and uh, humility instead of pride and how, how that produces ultimately healing in, in our um, spiritual life, in our uh, relationship with God, in who we are and our identity and our relationship and ability to love others and our relationship with creation. So, if we want to have Jesus's heart, then we need to have a heart for the poor. And just as some evidence of this, uh, this theme, if you look in uh, where Jesus went and announced his ministry in his hometown, and he stood up in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he read from Isaiah, where he said that he um, came to preach good news to the poor. That was kind of how he began the announcement of his ministry, he was talking about how he came to preach good news to the poor. Then at the end of Matthew, where it's talking about the end of the age and people being judged and separated as sheep and goats, basically those who knew know Jesus and who are his followers and those who are not, the criteria, kind of the way that they would be identified, whether or not they had the heart of Christ whether they knew Jesus or not, is was really their heart for the poor. Did they clothe the naked, feed the hungry, uh, visit the sick? That that was an evidence of whether they knew Jesus or not, that they would have his heart for the last, the least, and the lost. And then when the New Testament church was sent out, when when Paul was sent out and uh, he was getting the blessing of the the Jewish, uh, you know, the, the, the apostles, um, they as they sent out Paul, and I believe it was Barnabas, uh, they said, you know, don't forget the poor. That was the one command that they said, don't forget the poor, which is what Paul said was the very thing that, that he wanted to do, to, to, you know, to, to do was to not forget the poor. So that's uh, a very uh, clear heart of Jesus. And as we're thinking about uh, increasing our, you know, Resiliency, increasing our dependency upon the Lord, decreasing our dependency on things that are not trustworthy, systems that are not trustworthy, and especially as farmers, uh, being able to set ourselves up to um, to pr- to provide and and uh, provide for ourselves and in weather hard times when there might not be as much food readily available, um, or it might. Uh, or our, you know that we need to be motivated by a love for other people, not by just self-preservation and fear. Just recognizing that 
uh, we can approach things, we can do the same things, and but but our heart and our motivation can really uh, make a big difference in in the way that we we go about it, and in the uh, the kind of spirit of it. Recognize we need to recognize you know our mission on Earth isn't to survive. That's that's not the goal. That's not the standard of of success as Christians. Our we're we're all going to die one day, and our goal is to make sure that the life that we've lived, that, that God's put us here on earth to live, that we've accomplished our mission, that we've played our role in the battle for human souls and in bringing the healing of Jesus to the people around us. And, uh, and you know, the practical things we do must be motivated, again, by love for other people, not by fear, and recognizing that it's also, it's, you know, if we want to save our life, we must lose it. Whoever you know wants to save his life, uh, it says we'll lose it. And whoever wants, whoever loses his life for um, Jesus said, for my sake, will gain it. And it's kind of that upside down kingdom. You know, ultimately, true life comes through dying to ourselves. And in the case of you know, how do we prepare for troubling times? It's rather than praying for. Uh, putting ourselves first through self-preservation. It's actually through giving ourselves away for others and making a plan to help others that God promises to provide for us. And ultimately, we know that God is our provider. God is our protector. And we want to be in a position where God, uh, where where we're not unnecessarily uh, removing ourselves from a place where God can use us. Uh, Ultimately, again, our we have to have this standard where our our main objective is not to uh, just preserve our own lives, uh, but our objective is to be in the right place at the right time, so that God can use us in in what He in the play the roles that He wants us to be used um, in uh, His mission of uh, displaying the the message of Christ and the love of Christ to the people around us and that does involve you know meeting the physical needs of people it does involve meeting our own physical needs first so that we can be free to help people around us but ultimately we just we have to battle and we have to choose to be motivated um, out of a heart for the poor a heart for the last least and lost which we recognize we are ultimately one of those one we are part of the poor uh, we are part of the last least and lost in uh, different uh, senses of that because when we think about the gospel, that's the idea. We're all uh, in need of salvation. We're all in need of healing. We're all broken. And when we find that source, uh, when Christ begins to to help us, then we our role is to be able to share that and pass that on to others. But the neat thing is, is, is just how when we begin to do what seems to be the opposite of what would be um, necessary for, let's say, you know, weathering hard times. A lot of the kind of preparedness and, you know, survival kind of uh, um, mindset or group of people and a lot of the conversation revolves around, you know, kind of how do you protect yourself from other people? You know, say if you had food and you had a garden, how do you 
how do you hide that or protect that from you know bas basically poor people or other people who might want to come and take that from you and uh, it, it really begins to have kind of this 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 spirit of fear and spirit of protecting yourself um, from people that have needs rather than making a plan for how you can help meet the needs of other people and uh, and with a heart of just trying to play our role we can't be God we can't fix everybody else's problems we can't um, you know solve uh, and, and necessarily help everybody we want to be open to how God who is it is who it is that God wants us to help and how he wants us to do that and so it's it's neat to see in Psalms 41 it talks about how if we basically make a plan for the poor it says if we have regard for the weak if we make a plan for the poor then these are the things that God uh, describes so I'll just read this in Psalms 41 it says blessed is he who has regard for the weak other translation other translations it would be like blessed is he who regards the poor that makes a plan for the poor it says the Lord delivers him in times of trouble so this is the secret for being delivered in times of trouble is he who has a regard for the weak he who makes a plan for the poor and it goes on to say the Lord will protect him and preserve his life he'll bless him in the land he'll not surrender him to the desire of his foes the Lord will sustain him on his sick bed and restore him from his bed of illness. It's amazing. You look at these things, you have, you know, if you want to be protected in times of sickness, like we have today with the coronavirus, if you want to be not, if you want to be preserved, uh, you know, in times of protecting and preserved your life and blessing the land, uh, you talk about not surrendering into the desire of his foes, kind of the violence or people that might want to do harm to you. God will protect you in those times. And all these things that people seek, uh, especially in some of the kind of prepper circles where you want to be protected from disease, you want to be protected from uh, unrest and violence, you want to be protected um, in, yeah, a preserved life in, in, in the land. Think about, you know, food shortages or whatever. All these things God promises if we make a plan for the poor, if we have a regard for the weak. And so as we as we go into some of the practical things in upcoming weeks about how to grow some of our, you know, how to approach pr producing some more of our own food on, uh, you know, seed saving or whatever topics we might go into, uh, I just, we it, it's all going to be from a perspective of um, having a heart for the poor where it's not where we're trying to set up our own little um, independent, you know, kingdoms where we can uh, just pro provide for ourselves and just uh, survive, basically. That's really not the goal. The goal here is to be in a position to be able to be a most effective in making a plan for the poor, in ministering to others, in laying down our lives for others. Just like, you know, some of us may, some uh, people may be missionaries that are listening to this in different countries, but I, I really feel like we should all view ourselves as on mission in our communities. And if you're going into another country uh, to, let's say, a, a war-torn country to be able to minister to those people, then you realize your primary goal is not safety because you wouldn't be there otherwise. Your primary goal in going and doing something like that is to be able to 
to whatever the cost, reach out and meet the needs of those people and, uh, and to show love and to be an ambassador for Christ. And even in our own communities, that needs to be first and foremost. We need to be willing to be, uh, you know, r- radical and risky in order to uh, be able to do exactly what God's told us to do, to be most effective in, um, in showing love to the people around us, even if it's not the safest thing uh, from a, a human point of view. It actually is the safest thing to be in God's will. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to, we want to, you know, pray for safety, but we really want to pray that we're in the right place at the right time to do what God's called us to do in our role. And whenever it's our time, you know, (laughs) to die, then, you know, that's, that's fine. We're all going to, our goal is for us to have lived our life in a way that we get a well done, good and faithful servant at the end of the day. And, Really, it's exciting. It's freeing to be able to be motivated by that, to be able to be motivated by just, I'm going to just obey. I'm just going to um, ask God to give me that heart for others that then uh, manifests itself in, and it gives meaning to these things. You know, whether if I'm going out in my garden and I'm working to be able to, and recognize that, you know, my faithfulness in growing food for myself and for others uh, is something that can be used by God to share the love of Christ, to, um, to show his love to people, whether they, you know, appreciate it or not. Uh, but to ultimately bear fruit in the kingdom of God, uh, then it's, it's, it, it helps me to persevere when things are tough, helps me to have a, a, a bigger picture, um, than just, uh, you know, my own uh, small goals and trying to, you know, establish my own little farm utopia or um, be able to feel better about myself and, and uh, just my ability to provide for my family only, but recognizing my role in the kingdom of God and how God can use our family to bless others really is, uh, is, is way more exciting again, to be motivated by love than just to be motivated by fear. And that's what I just want to encourage us and leave us with today is just encourage us to ask God for his heart of love for other people um, and to recognize and trust God to be the one that provides for us, that gives us the protection that we need um, on our mission here on earth until it's over um, as we embrace his heart for the poor, embrace the foundation of Jesus, his humility, his unselfishness and faithfulness in everything that we do in every aspect of life. Um, and that's the only sure foundation for um, all the things that we do as Christian farmers. And it's uh, going to be the thing that's most important in days to come as we want to be effective in times of trouble, to be able to... Uh, to not be uh, ones ourselves that are trying to figure out what's going on and what we need to be doing, but that we are going to be leaders by serving. Uh, We're going to be great by becoming least. We're going to have the greatest impact by um, having a heart for the least, the last, and the lost. And so that's, that's something that I haven't learned how to do perfectly, but I'm praying that God shows me how to, and um, I want to share some of the ways that our family is trying to do that uh, in some upcoming episodes. But in this one, I just wanted to kind of go over that heart and uh, 
and just leave you with one more passage here that you can look up and I encourage you to, to kind of study and think about, and that is Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 talks about how um, the people of Israel were crying out to the Lord to heal their land, and and, uh, and and as they're talking about, you know, why aren't you you're hearing us, Lord, and why are we experiencing all these things? We want you to, you know, to to heal our land, heal our, heal our nation. And we're doing all these things. We're fasting, we're praying, we're trying to seek your face. Why, why aren't you listening to us? And God basically answers them. He's like, the true fast that I want to see, want is for you to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, to bind up the broken hearted. And, you know, he said, you're fasting and you're praying, but you aren't having a heart for the poor. And that's my heart. You know, it's God's heart. That's what he's saying. And and when you begin to do that, if you stop oppressing your workers, if you stop um, overlooking the neglected, then that's when God will come and begin to, uh, promises to begin to heal their nation. And as our, we look at our nation and the, the healing that needs to happen, we want to start with God's heart, which is the heart with the poor. And I uh, just ask that he begin to, uh, give us his heart and show us ways that we can take steps to um, to to live our life in light of that. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for your heart for us that you that you um, took note of us in our poverty and because of our separation from you, and that you've showed mercy and grace to us. And we just thank you for that, and thank you that uh, that you have saved uh, those of us that have put our trust in you, and uh, we just are so grateful for that. And I pray that you just help us, Lord, then now to be uh, desirous to show that same love, to show that same compassion to those around us, and that we could be motivated by that, recognize that's our mission, Lord, as farmers, as Christian farmers, are our, our, um, taking care of the land, stewarding the land. We're doing that to glorify you. We're doing that to show love to others. And uh, and whether people are experiencing um, you know, financial poverty or relational poverty or health poverty or um, you know, obviously spiritual poverty and, and any of the different you know, men, mental and emotional poverty, whatever it is that, that we could be a light to be able to um, to sh- shine the healing uh, power of Christ into those areas and to share the abundance and the healing that we've experienced in our lives with others. And that you would then, as we have a heart for the poor, that you would provide for everything that we need in order to serve you in this life and to experience you um, in this journey. And we're just so grateful for that. And ask that you would just show us each, what are the steps we need to take in order to do a better job with that? Um, in these next coming weeks, and that you would use us, Lord, to being, bring light uh, to a dark world. We're just so grateful that we get to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks everyone for listening today. I uh, appreciate you listening to my thoughts and uh, pray that it was an encouragement and uh, just appreciate your uh, yeah support for all that we're doing. It's uh, something we, we, we're just, as a family, we want to serve you. We just want to uh, to take time to be able to encourage you. If this podcast has been an encouragement to you, uh, 
we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe if you haven't done that already and it helps it to be i believe more visible to more people and also uh, pass it on to anybody else that you think might benefit from it until next time this is noah sanders encourage you to be faithful to be humble and to keep redeeming the dirt god bless